theme music ends, and this is episode five of the Jester's Court, and we have Mom Thulu as almost always. Who, hello, and for the first time ever, Miss Nephamel herself. And we, this episode started as Mom Thulu was playing Horizon Zero Dawn and wanted to do an episode on that because people were talking trash about Alloy, the main character. Aloy. I'm very sorry, Aloy, the main character. But it expanded in talking back and forth into we're going to do a whole thing on women in gaming, women or women characters represented in gaming. At which point I decided that this is perfect for miss mel here because i know it's stuff that she's passionate about and i wanted to get her on the show because i like just like her in general <laughs> and and given the comment given that it's mom thulu's episode idea and what we're talking about rather than be a white guy mansplaining i am pretty much gonna take mom thulu's role and respond as her and mel take over the episode so today's topic, we're talking about the utter sexism and misogyny in video games. Um, when we say in video games, we mean in video game characters against females and not video game gamers, the girl gamers. Sorry, we're not going to just jump down that rabbit hole. So, um, <laughs> sorry, what? I said, oh, I just said, yep. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it. Um, at least not today. Uh, we wanted to do this episode back in October during the... Um, we're we're doing uh during um sorry now my brain's gone broken ADHD during breast cancer awareness month but it got pushed back till the end because Jester wanted to do Superman so <laughs> so here we are we're doing it now sorry I made that joke the first time it's not it's quite as funny the second time around well yeah um, that's the classic woman thing our lives better right? late than never I guess down with the patriarchy <laughs> um so we're gonna start this out. Um, talking about Horizon Zero Dawn and its main character, Aloy. Uh, the reason, the whole reason why this episode was even dreamt up is because Miss Mel here shared a tweet, um, which you can see here up on the screen. It is um, Yeah, a gentleman was really shitty to Aloy, and we're going to talk about that. So I didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn until uh, probably, I don't know, it was like a, August or September of this year, 2021. Um, I'd heard bad things about it back in 2017 and I watched some things and I just didn't like the mouth movements or stuff. So I didn't play it again. Um, or I didn't even play it at all until then. But the whole reason why I even started playing it because I didn't like what this guy had done with Aloy. And so I wanted to go and get a really good perspective of the game and I played it all the way through in like a week and it's freaking amazing. It's so good. If you have not played it, do it now. Um, well, anyway, uh, Right around this time, that's you know this tweet was shared here, and you can see here uh, what they did. the 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 guy who who did this to Miss Aloy, and if you can tell which one is her, she's on the left actually. Um, they gave her this like yeah, Disney princess, <laughs> right? The real Aloy's on the left. The right one is an imposter and a terrible imposter at that. Yeah. Um, they really just heavily edited her face. Look at that. She mean her hair is a different color. It's more shiny. They cleaned up her face and made it less round like she just had some plastic surgery. She's got like full makeup and contour on. Her teeth are white. Now, I am a stickler for like the coolest, like the coolest and the most, like the silliest details in games. Like, for example, when I was playing Far Cry 6, Danny, the main character, started singing with the radio and I about came unglued. I came out there to Jester like, oh my God, they're singing with the radio. And he was like, okay 
I was I so impressed. That, I just think of Saints Row the Third when they're singing with the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool when they, your character does stuff like that, like the playable character does. One of my favorite things about Aloy's face is when she talks, she's got crooked teeth. Like, she hasn't had any dental work. They're in a dystopian universe. So she's got, like, these uneven teeth. But if you look at this picture on the right, they've given her full-bleached, even teeth. <laughs> Perfect dark eyebrows, tons of makeup. Yeah, that so, Invisalign will do wonders for you. Right? Right, maybe they found some, you know, what was it like? Three was it was it a thousand years or it was like three thousand years? It was it was a long time, you guys. But you anyway, it more recently, but it, that sounds about right. <laughs> right. Um. So anyway, I didn't play the game back in 2017 when I saw Jester playing it, so I played it now. And I, I mean, the more I played it, the more pissed off I got about this tweet. Um. <laughs> it's just, it's really bad, guys. Come on, just look at this. The face oh, is definitely. Like yeah, like we were talking about, I was saying, you know, when you live in a universe like this, you only have so many hours of sunlight. You're not going to spend two of them doing your makeup. Yeah, we're, uh, we're going to get into... spend them finding food to survive, right? you know, like, getting hold from on. point A to point B. Let me make sure my eyebrows are on fleek before I take down this deer, you guys. Oh, yeah. I better Gotta make sure that every strand is in its <laughs> proper place for kicking ass. Everybody knows that power is derived from makeup and beauty. Right, exactly. Um, if you don't haven't ever played Horizon Zero Dawn, um, basically Aloy is uh, she's she's pretty much an indigenous person. She's from uh, a tribe called the Nora. She was raised by a single dad who was actually like a war chief, um, and she wasn't allowed to communicate with any of the other members of the Nora tribe due to where or like the circumstances surrounding her birth. She was considered taboo just to even communicate with. Uh, the culture of the Nora is very highly based on warriors, modeled after indigenous people. Um, if you see the Nora with makeup on at all, because there are a couple of them that do have some makeup on, it's war paint. It's not like, let me get my model face on. Um, <laughs> her hair is twisted back, you know, um, in a way that it's not going to get in her face while she's scaling mountains and shooting shit, you know, with her bow and arrow, Okay. <laughs> There's no absolute reason why anybody should expect her eyebrows to be on fleek, period, the end. Not in the universe that which she's, she's done. But, I mean, I find the detail on Aloy absolutely amazing. Uh, she's got reddened cheeks from being in the sun, even though she's a ginger woman and very pale uh, as a Caucasian. She's got those reddened, windburned cheeks. Um, she's got crooked teeth. She's the perfect example of what a woman in the dystopian waist would look like. You know, she's not dressed so provocatively that she's got tit armor on. She's she's just perfectly created, in my opinion. The complaints that she's ugly, her face is too round, she looks masculine and lacks curves are completely unfounded because she's in the dystopian wastes, okay? I, mean, <laughs> I think she's a well-defined character. She still looks great. Like, don't she does. Get me wrong. She could she look does. a lot worse. <laughs> she really could, like, especially if it, like... If the environment said like there was like radioactive or something like that, they could have made her look even worse. But you're right; she looks good for the environment they put her in. They even kind of they kind of dumbed. I don't want to say dumbed down, but they kind of dumbed down what she might look like. You know, like there's no scars on her face when there honestly should be. Um, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like she's she never taken a branch to the face, <laughs> right? Or fallen from like twenty feet in the air or something. You know, right. like. Yeah, they she's, were being they were being kind, just having her face with a little sunburn or windburn that that's on right. there. Right, right, yeah. exactly. 
exactly. But she looks good. She's she's a good. She's a very well defined character. And so many so many I want to say people, but the, completely honest, so many men have complained about the way that she looks. Um, and it's not just her. It doesn't start. It doesn't start or stop with her. It's been going on for decades. Well, I mean, we have another character that we wanted to talk about mentioned right in this very tweet. Oh yeah, um, Ellie. So we'll get to Ellie in just a second because The Last of Us, the series, is probably my favorite video games of all time. I don't know. It's it's. I know, right? I can't. I, I say that every single time I talk about a game I really like. But let's be <laughs> honest. I have so many of them, it's not, like, my favorite of all time, but it's a good one. Um, so, she, like I said, she's not the first female character to be victim to this. We're going to start now talking about my actual favorite video game series of all time, and that's Mass Effect. And when I play Mass Effect, I always play as female Shepard. In the original Mass Effect, number one, um, she was, FemShep is what we call her. The original concept of FemShep was really basic. You put the wrong one up. There she is. As you can see, she's got like a rounder face. There's hardly any makeup there. She's just kind of plain. She's got downturned lips. Yeah, and her she nose is just kind of. She really does. She really does. Yeah, she's really basic. She's plain. She's got big eyes, sharp, uh, sharp um, ch cheekbones. She's not, she's not really, there's not a whole lot of substance to her face, but you have to remember she's a commander. Commander Shepard is supposed to be this battle hardened galactic warrior i mean she's a badass right she's not gonna have time to be like hold on make sure my smoky eyes good on there but there were so many complaints about femship's appearance that the actual developers of mass effect decided to make her more attractive so go ahead and push that one up there jester now there we go <laughs> As you can see, they did a whole lot to her face. And when I showed this to my Dang. husband, he goes, I Somebody's really been hitting the Botox on those lips, huh? Right? <laughs> he goes, I don't see that big a difference. And I'm like, are you kidding? Her nose is smaller. She's no, no. got a sharper No, no, no. Don't, don't make me out to be like that. I said the makeup was the biggest thing they changed. No, like, like look at the dog. shape of her nose. Entire look at bone structures changed. The bone structures changed. They decided to make her, quote unquote, more I mean, attractive. I've never right? played the Mass Effect games, and I want to try to avoid spoilers, but unless Shep, at the end of, what is this, one going into two, gets her face smashed in completely, I don't see any reason why the, uh, really the sad thing, And I'll mention this changed. and let you guys go on with it, but the really bad thing is that they didn't even fix the problem that you had with female Shepard, which was the draft deck. Oh yeah, so there's this whole like this whole phenomenon in the first three games. Oh, um, the whole phenomenon in the first three games is that her neck is like super long, and I can see why they did it. And actually, it's in all four games that are out right now, and that would be Mass Effect One, Two, and Three, and then Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, that the women, whenever they are wearing like their civilian clothes, or in the very few scenes that you know, like Shepard's in a bra and panties or something. Um, her neck is like, oh my god, so long. And I'm like, hello, giraffe neck. And I can understand why they did it like that. The whole reason they did is because if you look at their costumes, you can see that the neck on them is kind of thick. Even on the left one with the redone shepherd, her her clothing is, you know, kind of stacked there. So she's, you know, it, it's kind of thick. So I guess they were lazy about the developing in the character because 
both the male and the female versions of Shepard wear the same exact, you know, outfits, except, you know, female Shepard's space gear has, you know, like, tit armor, which it kind of makes sense, but we're not going to go into that. Um, <laughs> but the way they could get aw away with it with male Shepard is because males are, you know, biologically thicker than women in, in the most part. They... They have, like, thicker chest, broader shoulders, so you don't notice the neck as much. But the women, they were just like, oh, looks good. You know, they couldn't even, like, take the time to re-render her whenever she was in, like, civilian clothes, so she didn't look like she was, you know, Aunt Giraffe there. But <laughs> that's probably the worst thing that you can see in the, in, in the comparison between male and female Shepherd is that they really took a lot more time to develop him as they did her, and then whenever people complained that they thought... Femme Shep was ugly, they changed her face but didn't fix the actual problem of her neck. <laughs> so she's she's on fleek, but also she's still a giraffe on fleek. Um now I'm gonna be thinking about her neck when I play this game. <laughs> so I mean if you play if you play Mass Effect, she's still a battle hardened badass. It but now it's like Look at her perfect smoky eye and her club makeup. She's gotta make sure she's got that done. She's like, hold on, Reapers. I gotta, I gotta make sure my fake eyebrows are on right, okay? Give me just, like, two seconds, put some new powder on. Ridiculous. So, yeah. <laughs> she's, our, she's our next example, and then we are gonna talk about Ellie really quickly. So, Ellie from The Last of Us series, she got a really bad rap as well. Um, and that came because uh, the very first installment of The Last of Us was just the game, and then they did the DLC. I don't remember what the name of the DLC was, but essentially, in the DLC, Ellie and a friend sneak out of the um, compound. Yeah, the prequel yeah, thing, right? The prequel thing, right? The compound that they were training in. And they go into, you know, a, a, a mall and they chill out and are having fun. And Ellie kisses the girl because clearly Ellie is gay, right? Oh my God, the internet blew up. How could you sexualize a teenager like that? Oh my God. Like, why would you do that to Ellie and make her gay? Dude, I can't believe the internet's never been a teenage girl before. Like, <laughs> right? No, Ellie, gay or not, we were all teenage girls once. We all, you know, kissed another girl at some point. Like, right, exactly. It doesn't mean that drunk. we're gay or we're making a statement. We're just being real people with curiosities. Like, And I don't no. consider Ellie having a smooch on her best friend while she's dancing to some music being sexualizing a teenager. Come on, let's be real. She basically just kissed a girl, and then some, you know, the frickin' infected came in and broke all that up. It's... She's it, not, like, 11, either. Right, she was 14. That's so, puberty for you. But then they came out with The Last of Us 2, and we see in The Last of Us 2 that Ellie has grown, but she's still gay. Like, uh... <laughs> The, the internet comments about her being, you know, even hinting that she was gay in the first one and then came in and Ellie's got a girlfriend, the girlfriend's pregnant, they even end up having like oh, a yeah. little, you know, family together and it's... The internet's like, say it isn't so! Yeah, why would you make Ellie gay? You know, well, like, just because they're freaking just mad out. That now they can't bang her. Right? And then they also sat there and they... Oh my god, this, this is the part that really pissed me off about El all the Ellie comments is that everybody was like, why did you make her look like Ellen Page? Before, you know, when Ellen Page, before Ellen Page let us know that he is Elliot Page, everybody said that Ellie um, resembled 
that particular actor. I don't agree, especially since Ellie was modeled after Ashley Johnson, her likeness and her voice yeah. was Ashley Johnson. And to me, she looked, if you know who Ashley Johnson is, if you don't look her up real quick, I mean, we've been watching this woman grow up on screen since she was a kid. So Ellie was exactly on point with that. But, you know, in their opinion, they didn't think Ellie was very attractive. But once again, she's in this dystopian universe after, you know, the world has ended and basically regrowing. But the, the biggest complaint of The Last of Us 2 was Abby. Um, Abby was... <laughs> I'm gonna... This is spoilers, so if you haven't played the game and you're interested in it, you're gonna want to mute me real quick. But essentially, Abby is uh, the daughter of the surgeon in the first one who was going to dissect Ellie's brain to find out why she was immune to the cordyceps fungus. Um, and as we all know, Joel <laughs> ended that man's life. And Abby got real pissed, naturally, and she went out and got real swole, okay? So if you look at Abby, she is, like, super ripped, like, the most ripped woman I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of them, but she is, she's swole. And everybody, like, the whole, the whole male population of this game had a big mad. They were so pissed. They were like, she is so unattractive. She looks masculine. Why is she a bodybuilder? This doesn't make sense. Yeah, the a whole very reason. Select few group of people that want a woman's thighs to be able to crush your face. <laughs> like, oh, Markiplier for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they got real pissed about it. And there is an actual sex scene with Abby and a man. So she's straight, but she could literally like end his life with a sneeze. And everybody that saw it was like, I cannot believe this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, I'm sorry that you're insecure in your masculinity, that you can't watch a woman who's stronger than you, you know, get smashed. But whatever. Opinions of sexism. That one Game of Thrones sex scene. Oh, God. They're all, they're all bad. Come on. The wieners <laughs> are always floppy. <laughs> I mean, you're watching it and they're like, yeah, we're going to smash. And you're like, how are you going to smash with that, bruh? You might need to, like, pump the balls. Um, not sure, but... Out of shower. Right? I'm reminded of that South Park episode all of a sudden where they're... Um, they, it was the one they were making fun of Game of Thrones and the, uh, the, the beginning, you know, the beginning song or score that HBO used. Oh, yeah. They changed it to Wiener, Wiener Floppy Wiener. Wiener. <laughs> oh, no, of course. We all know this song, right? It's the secret main opening song. It's the, the lyrics, right? They just took it, the parts that didn't have the lyrics. Exactly. It was the best. But, you know, it's the sexism against these female characters because they were out of the normal and accepted female model. Just, just really, it's really just shitty. Especially whenever they're so rounded for the environment that they're in. Yeah, I mean, like we're saying, these these are real women, and it feels like a personal attack when people, guys, start saying things like this on the internet, right? Like, cause we're like, oh, finally, somebody who looks kind of like me and people I know, and the internet's like, uh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, like, I get, I get so angry whenever I see that kind of thing, especially if like if if you're playing a game that has a male realism character in there. And the one that comes to mind immediately when I'm thinking about it is Witcher Three. If you've ever played Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt, there's a Baron in there, and he's this fat fuck with this red nose from all the drinking that he did, you know. And he's he's got like, broken teeth and shit. And not a one person said, "Oh my god, that guy's super obese." 
you know, like, and nothing like that. They were just like, oh, cool. But in the meantime, they decided to go ahead and release DLC content where you can take the outfits of both Triss and Yennefer and make them a whole lot more slutty than they are. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that game's pretty interesting. There, I mean, talk about real women, though. Siri is pretty pretty cool. Talk about somebody who's actually worked really hard, like, just like Aloy, worked hard her whole life, you know, she might have some of that black eye makeup going on pretty hard, but not really any other makeup. Like Shep here, kind of, you mm -hmm. know. And so, but you know, people are like, "Why does Siri have this big ugly scar across her face?" Well, story first of all, <laughs> but second of all, I mean, she trains with witchers. She's not gonna not have scars. Exactly. And no one has exactly. a problem with Geralt having way more than just one like his right. anytime you see him without a shirt it's all over because that's the character that's what happened to him yeah but there are guys who are like ready to go gay for Geralt yet right no, we put one little scar across Siri's face and she's just disgusting now right oh god I, that was not one of the characters I brought in here just because I had there were so many others that were like more prominent yeah. in my mind but you're absolutely right like like, there were a lot of people who were going, oh, my God, why would they do that to Cirilla? And you're like, why wouldn't they, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> most sense. Like, Everybody Geralt's been, like, eviscerated, time? like, eight times. Come on. Who knows? They're crazy. Yeah. Agreed. But um, yeah. Uh, Nef or, I'm sorry, Mel has <laughs> got some examples here as well. Like Ash from uh, Final Fantasy XII, which I'm so sorry, I haven't actually played Final Fantasy XII, so I had to look up the character, and then I was like, yeah, that's bullshit, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the Final Fantasy games are, well, you, know, you gotta think about Japan just thinks of women a little bit differently than we do, you know? It's a cultural thing, whatever. But, you know, they made this whole Final Fantasy X-2 where they just took all the... Oh, took two of the women from Final Fantasy X, plus one more, made them super hot stage babes, and called it a game. Right. Cool, whatever. Then Final Fantasy XI comes out, MMO, different thing. And then you get Final Fantasy XII, and there are a lot of problems with Final Fantasy XII. It obviously went through a few different creative teams. Uh, like, halfway through the game, I think they rehauled the entire staff working on the game. <laughs> and the second group of staff said that they didn't want Ash to be the main character. I think that Final Fantasy XII would have been such a better game if they had just gone with Ash being the main character. But no, they decided they wanted to make new characters so the game could be about them. Vaughn and uh, Pinello. These characters weren't even supposed to be in the original game. It was supposed to be a game about Ash, but they didn't want to release the story about a woman. They didn't think people would care. So, you know, that, that you know what ended up happening, though, is the story of Final Fantasy XII is total crap when the gameplay is super amazing. So, if you just, like, gone with your instincts there, your original team's instincts, instead of firing the whole team and then rehauling it to be a game about a man, even though the game is really not about anything anymore at that point. But, like, why? <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. That's interesting, because as bad as we are in America about this, my understanding and my experience with, like, anime and stuff, Japan is way worse. Yeah, I mean... 
you're starting to see a little bit of it changing. You have games uh, like Persona is a really good example. That whole team would be totally Garbo without the women on it. And the game isn't really shy of making that apparent. But yeah, no, I mean, Japan's always been, you know, really stereotypical. We were talking about this, I think, before you guys were able to hear us. I was talking about how, you know, classic JRPG, you have so many blonde <laughs> babes in it. Just so you know. many blondes. Yeah. So many. Or purple hair. Come on. What's it's either blonde or some version of purple hair. Like either lavender, like icy purple, something. It's it's one of the two. There's no there's no in between. You go either blonde or you're purple. And if you're the <laughs> bad guy, you have dark like if you're a bad the bad girl, your hair is dark, long, and black. Yeah, Every women are time. often only badass in RPGs when they're the bad guy. You're right. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Uh, women are also always, you know, in RPGs, almost always limited to a support healer magic class, you know? They can never possibly be as badass as a guy. Or a uh, you do start to see some of that changing uh, with, you know, like Final Fantasy thirteen, of course. But then, of course, the game coming after that, Final Fantasy fifteen, didn't have any women in it. So, no know. way. Well, really? I mean, you have a couple side women who uh. have a couple of badass moments, but the game is about a group of guys, you know, and their journey and the guy becoming a king and manly quest of things. Which is fine, but, you know, it does seem like a step backwards, almost. I know a lot of women were upset that women didn't have, like, Aranea was such a badass, but she's only in it for, like, this much of the game. Mm. Like, one of two women in that game. So, oh, no, no three. <laughs> the other one being uh, Sid's daughter, who is just the skankiestly dressed mechanic you'll ever see. So, oh. I mean. As mechanics, male and female tend to be. Yeah, very uh, lacking in the clothing department. Um, I'm reminded of when Ten Two came out because I when ten, when Final Fantasy Ten came out, I played that game like eight times in a row. I loved it so much. Um, I thought it was like really well rounded. It was one of those first like the first games for a PS2 where it had a pretty open world, but you couldn't like go everywhere. So I was really excited to see if you know if they brought Ten Two back, would they you know conclude the story for us and help us figure out how that happened. And they kind of went in a weird direction with it. But the gameplay on Final Fantasy X-2, in my opinion, is, like, super chaotic. Like, you're like, oh, God, what do I got to be? I got to change the dress thing. What do I do? You know, like, with all that stupid dress fear crap. But the, like, resounding, <laughs> the resounding response from the male players on that game was Riku has a thong. Riku always has a thong in every single outfit that she's wearing. You can see her thong. Oh, my God. And you're just sitting here going... Okay, are we not going to touch on the fact that this is shitty gameplay? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> or, and why doesn't anybody like Pain? Pain was a great character. She was badass, but everybody's least favorite character was Pain. They just wanted to see Yuna's cleavage and they wanted to see Riku strong. Oh, that's because she probably was the one who looked the most lesbian. She yeah, she was she had short hair so technically she was butch yeah. because her hair was short. Come on. Yeah, that was <sighs> what that came out back in Oh my god! It's PS2. Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy X was in the year 2000, I believe, and then X2 was probably five to six years after that. So 2005, 2006. Back then, everybody's like, "You can't listen to the Spice Girls anymore. They're a bunch of lesbians." 
Now what if they are? Yeah, a different time. Thank God we live in now. I, but... I hope that it just gets better from here because let's be honest. Well, I know, right? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, we got like, what, Life is Strange, Oxenfree, Slime Rancher. These are all games that have uh, LGBTQ female protagonists. And it's awesome. We wouldn't have had these games back in 2000, you know? Yeah, a lot so. of the Bioware games that are heavily with that romantic influence on there that you can, like, pick and choose always have either a gay or a lesbian uh, love interest, which is, like, really good. Like, it's it's it makes you feel included, you know, especially if you're part of that right. particular group. You're just like, yes, I want to smash a girl this time, you know? Like, it's... But let's not forget that it, when it, it, Mass Effect it, it, 1 came out, that was a thing. Like, people were, were pissed about that. Yeah, they really were. Because in Mass Effect 1, which is a Bioware game, um, you, you, just, you had to be straight. You had to be straight. The only character there that you could, um, that you could romance as a girl or a boy was Caden. Um, I don't know if you actually knew that, Mike, but you can, you can, you can romance Caden as a... Uh, um, you know, <laughs> however, as a male or a female, they were also mad that you couldn't, you know, romance any of the alien characters, which they fixed in Mass Effect 2. But we're not going to talk about smashing aliens right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm playing a video game, I want to smash everybody. Every I'll, single I mean, person you can. With you, I try to sex every single person. I'm literally playing through game. Dragon Age Origins again as a female character so I can get Alistair, the last one I haven't knocked off yet. Oh my gosh, I didn't know you could... Yeah, Alistair. If yeah, you play Alistair as a female, you can. You have to be female. Yeah, Alistair yeah, well, is straight as an arrow. Females. I, like, we're talking about this. I lived so much of my gaming life, so to speak, not getting to play a female in a lot of games. So yeah. I, I always play a female when I have the option. And I even, like, nowadays get pretty pissed when I play a game that doesn't give me a female option, unless <laughs> it's very story important. It's pretty That's... rare these days not to at this point. You're absolutely right. right, but you're right. I play as a female every single time, too, if I have a female option, because I like to feel that I can relate to that that person. As a person who has a vagina and boobies, I like to feel that I can relate to the person I'm playing. <laughs> right? I mean, that's why Pokemon Sapphire is my favorite Pokemon. Or, no, was it, no, Pokemon Crystal is my favorite Pokemon, because it was the first time you got to play a female trainer. But let's talk a minute about, like, the past misogyny. Because um, there was, there's a game out there, and Mel's actually listed it here in her examples, that had such a huge fan base until it was leaked. And it leaked in such a way that she busted uh, out of her uniform when she died. <laughs> they lost so many people as fans. But then also... we're talking about? Yes, Miss Samus, the original... <laughs> Samus would... Aran. Yes. Oh my god, Metroid was such a good game series. It really was. Uh, but whenever they actually like let it let us know that Samus was this badass blonde girl, like she was this battle chick, every there were a lot of men that were like, there can't be a woman who wants to... And you're just sitting here going, shut up. <laughs> just because she didn't have tit armor, okay? She didn't have tit armor, you couldn't tell what she was in there. And kudos to the developers for developing such a badass woman character, and you did not know until she got she ended up dying and then busting out of her uniform like, you know, like, come on. But it had to be secret like that because back then in the eighties, that was nobody would have played it. Yeah, no, no one would have bought the right. game. Period. The end. And 
I wish I was exaggerating. I'm not. It would not have sold. Samus is kick-ass kill switch. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they didn't actually like reveal that she was a she until what the third Metroid? I want to say. Yeah, they went. I don't remember which one it was, but I know they went a few games before they ever told anybody. Yeah, I remember my brother. At the end when you beat one of them, she took her helmet off, and it was like. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh my god. My brother was big into the Metroid games, and he's also a humongous misogynist. So, we, when I was that age, whenever that came out, I mean, oh my god, I think I was like between the ages of 7 and 15 playing these games. Um, I don't think it was the first one, Kill Switch, but maybe. Uh, anyway, if it was the first one, there's no way they would have been such a big franchise in that particular, in that particular time frame. But first time that we figured out samus was female i had one brother that said this is bullshit and i had the other brother one said she's a babe so right it, you were either in one of those two courts really is <laughs> you were like damn she's hot i'm gonna play that game or like oh gross woman can't right? do uh, it can't tell me that a man couldn't do a better job that was exactly what my brother said this is okay so i have two older brothers one is like seven years older than me the other one is exactly 16 months older than me and it was the one who is my i call him my middle brother he was the one that said why would they give the why would they make her a woman a man could do a better job and i'm like well you go ahead and go fight some metroid and tell me how it works out for you right <laughs> they're gonna eat your brain my god <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to say i know come on i know uh well i mean the the just the fact of the matter is is that you know, games are there for every gender, in every sexuality, and the misogyny that, you know, it should be, they should be straight, they should look like they're ready to hit the club at 10 in the afternoon, you know, like, the, the fact that you're trying to take women, these playable women characters who are so badass, and stick them into a box that you feel that women should fit into is wrong. And if you're a man listening to this and you're one of those, you know, toxic trolls that falls into that particular <laughs> mindset, change it. And that's all Why I'm going to say about you think that. Why that way? Yeah, like, we're not here not for you. Do you have a mother <laughs> or a sister or have ever met a female that you kind of even a little bit respect? Or think about that person. Yeah, just because we don't fit into the box you expect, expect us to fit into does not mean we are not worthy of respect. So that's all I'm saying about that. If Jester, as a man, would like to chime in here. No, this is your guys' show. Like I said, I'm just here for, for the occasional commentary. I mean, it was another example I had was how, speaking of old games... You guys remember Tomb Raider, right? The, oh, uh... Mom Puma oh was talking my about God. this. I'm surprised she didn't mention it. She was talking about this before we went on. I did. So <clears throat> one of the things I really hated about the Tomb Raider series was the fact that they gave Laura Croft like a freaking H bra. You know, like she's over here doing all these gymnastics. And I'm like, she has got to be the most buff person in the shoulders and arms to be able to do that because Imagine as somebody of the... <laughs> Right, as somebody of the large-tittied species, I can, you know, no, I'm sorry, I can't. My center of gravity would be so off, I'd fall on my face every single time. And um, as Mel pointed out in her additions here, they changed Laura's bra. Oh, they took her down a couple of cup sizes. And yeah, the men... 
reboot, they decided to, you know, make her have a realistic body for somebody who is out <laughs> exercising as much as she is. Yeah. Like, yeah. God forbid you lose a little... Because boobs are mostly just fat, you know? And when you work out a lot, you don't have as large boobs, you know? Yeah. You start developing muscle underneath there, and the fat burns away, and it's They just... shrink, and they become... Yeah. They become tough. If you ever have groped in muscular booby, they, they feel like a muscle. Not, you know, yeah. soft, pillowy little things you can rest your head upon. So, um, I mean, it, it's just the kind of body she would have. It's just a fact. But people were like, oh my god, I knew they weren't going to be pointy, but why are they so small? Let's talk about pointy, too. Like, the conversation when they decided to have her big boobs. Someone in that meeting was like, but we can't, we don't have the technology to make them curved. And there was an exec somewhere like, make them triangle. I don't care. Big boobs. Yeah. <laughs> make you, it happen. Have you seen like some of the um the the artwork, like the the source artwork um from like the original Laura Croft or even Laura Croft until they like edited her body to make her a little more realistic? That pointy area, and I wish you guys could see me with my camera on because I'm like doing it. But that pointy area, they would always draw in the nipple right there, even if it was off. Oh You're God. like. If she had guns, they'd be going crossways right now, but... <laughs> oh, my God. The nipples are always off. They're, they're like, they're like, we're going to make the pointy area where the nipples are. And you're like, fantastic. But, yeah, I mean, people rioted at that because they didn't think Lara was babelicious enough. And meanwhile, I'm over here like, how in the hell is her hair always so freaking perfect? I just fell off a freaking cliff down a waterfall into an underwater tunnel that I had to swim, and I come out and my hair is just, like, Wait. the best. And it's not wrapped around her freaking waist like eight times. Come on! It's not, like, a just snarled mess. No, it's, like, just perfect i can't believe it that's what i think of when i look at laura and meanwhile i have other people over here telling me how she's just not hot enough because she doesn't have bigger boobs like she used to in the older games and i'm like what she's still like ridiculous though i kind of feel like every time i hear a man say that like her boobs aren't big enough they should be required to wear like a brassiere full of rocks so that way they know how hard it is to walk around God. with that much weight and on your chest. They get in the way of everything. They do. <laughs> and as you get older, they get even more in the way. You can't even roll over without them being in like your armpit. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. But no, that's what real women look like, right? And they AMT, we agree. We agree. The newer Laura, she's um, she's much better. The reboot Laura is much better, like much better really proportioned. Her stories are better than yeah, Laura Vera nineteen ninety six. You know, oh, definitely. Like, the, <laughs> I think the reboots have done Laura Croft a lot of justice. They really uh, have as a character. They've given her just, they've just made her more interesting, real. Like, I mean, that's what this whole thing's about. Is that they did make her real, even if her hair isn't, but <laughs> still whatever. really, still really bad. And like, when you take that out as a braid, does it go all the way down to your feet? Well, it's not even a braid in the new one. It's just a ponytail. Just regular hair length ponytail that just um, never, ever falls out or gets dirty, even though Lara herself will get covered in mud in that game. Right. I, I can kind of get like, that, though, because who wants to program... 
the hair being messed up and then program it getting fixed and that sounds like a pain uh i get it but right it's the same way with like reloading you know like they have to make it that way because it would they would put too much realism and take too much away from the story yeah, for them to like, like stick that in there. there and watch somebody realistically load a gun. Right. It's it's the same it's the same concept like if somebody's like healing themselves by rolling around a dirty bandage around their their arm and that fixes their whole body, you know? Like, right. Yeah, but I mean for real, like they should like especially like the movie portrayals of Laura, they really should like Dirty, dirty her up a little bit, and I'm not saying that in a weird sexual way. I'm just saying for a little bit of realism, she doesn't always have to be perfect. With yeah. the perfect, the perfectly, you know, braided hair all the way down her back that doesn't wrap around her thighs when she's trying to swim. Come on, <laughs> how'd you die, Laura? Death by hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, even though the uh, Tomb Raider franchise has been around longer, and this is just a reboot of an older franchise, you know how many people are like, dude, this is just like Nathan Drake. These are just Uncharted games. No, these games actually came first. You're just thinking, man. Right. You're yeah. Like, Let's compare this to a man, huh? Unfortunately, yeah, Uncharted games are really good games, but, you know, they're... I'm not denying that, but... They, they're I mean, actually kind of a steal really... of Tomb Raider as opposed to... Well, that's not really fair, around. though, because Tomb Raider's PS1, so... Tomb Raider's know. all PS, honey. PS1, PS2, 3, and 4. But I'm saying, like, the original Tomb Raider was all the way back, so of course the game that came out for PS3 is going to be better mechanically and stuff, because it's a they had more to work with. Well, I I, I'm like... saying I don't think it's a fair comparison, is what I'm saying. Uh, well, well, yeah, I mean, well, people just say that just compare it to that. Like, that game came first when it absolutely did not. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm an old guy. I'll tell you. That did not. Tomb Raider was around way before. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the last female character I really want to talk about that I kind of want to commend them for keeping pretty much the same is Chudley. Um, yeah, Chudley still had, like, humongous tits. She was, like, super big boobies. But... As the the Street Fighter franchise like grew, she was a very muscular chick, and they did not stray away from that. Both Chun Li and Cammy, Cammy was like she had much smaller boobs, but her legs were huge. And there were a lot of guys that were like, "Ugh, look how muscular they made her!" And I'm like, she's a freaking like soldier. <laughs> and Chun Li is a badass bitch. What did you expect her legs to look like? She uses them things to like kill people i mean she can she can hurt she can literally make a tornado out of herself she can't do that without extreme lower body power come on so yeah but so you have to give credit to to those creators that recognize that for the realism factor you know if they were just had some little ballerina up there is she going to be able to do like a hurricane kick no way um you're right. Her legs were always buff, but as like as they got as the games progressed, they had to, they had to add a lot more detail to her. And so yeah. like at the the more detail you saw in her and Cammy, the more like guys were like she looks masculine because she's got muscles. And you were just like, um, shut up. Yeah, Mortal Kombat characters are still just not quite on that level. I mean, they're all characters in a fighting game. They have to look a little bit buff, right? I think right. Mortal Kombat is still a little set in the sleek yet strong female body. Yeah, you would have to say that about Mortal Kombat exactly, because Mortal Kombat is in the 
um, the actual more slender, less realistic ones. It's Street Fighter that's the making yeah. them more buff and stuff like that. Like you can play as Katana and Melina in um, Mortal Kombat, and they're like super duper sexy. They're like, yeah. Even Sonya, though Melina's got a monster super... face, right? Sonya, who's like a freaking total badass, yet she's like, you know, real skinny arms, and even though she probably should be just as buff as some of these Street Fighter women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really should. They really should. I think the most buff person, like the most buff female in the Mortal Kombat series is, I don't remember what her name was, but she was that, she was like that alien guy with the four arms. You know, she was super buff, but yeah. the rest of them are, <laughs> the rest of them are like, I'm a babe. And you're like, okay, then I go over here and play Street Fighter some more. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Street Fighter is a cool thing uh, to talk about when we're talking about progress. Another really cool thing that's obviously, you know, big to talk about right now is uh, we've been seeing a lot more black women in games, which is... Oh. Really awesome to me. I mean, uh, I wrote down just a few of them here. I'll list off for you guys. Uh, Grace Walker in Wolfenstein 2. Uh, Lola in, an a in a game called After Party. Bangalore in Apex. Everybody loves Apex for some stupid reason. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm dishonored. with you with shooters. I, you know, I hate shooters. I'm, I'm cannon fodder. I, I don't even bother. So I'm right, right. there with you. <laughs> yeah. really, let's play Apex. Then, like, let's not. No, I I tried it. I just couldn't get into it. But apparently, there's a really badass black woman that you can play in Apex. And then there's Aveline de Grand Prix. Can't remember how to say her name from Assassin's Creed Three. Not only is she a black woman, but she was the first playable female assassin in the series, which was super cool. So I mean, that's something we wouldn't have seen back in 2000 much of either. I mean. I mean, there are even more. Like, Malacca is another one. I mean, it's just a really cool... Like, talking about real women. Women aren't all white, blonde hair, big boobs, you know? It's exactly. just really cool that we're getting to see, you know, gay women represented. We're getting to see people of color, women of color being represented. These are things that we wouldn't have had 20 years ago. And, you know... It's a shame that it takes so long for these things to get done, but, you know, you think about it, it takes a few years for a game to come out and get made, and even longer now, it seems. <laughs> but, you know, it's just a really... While there is still a lot of misogyny in games, it is cool to see some of these people trying to combat that, like Street Fighter, like these uh, developers who are just trying to be more inclusive. I can highly appreciate that. I'm even though I know I'm it. just a white woman myself, but... Well, same, but you know, if you if you have to point out the misogyny, you also have to point out the racism. And you know, as somebody, I mean, I can I can guarantee that both you and I are, are very inclusive in that and very happy. You know, every time I do, especially whenever you see a main character who's a woman of color, you're just like, yes, somebody is finally getting the message. Right. Um, Far Cry Six. Uh, I don't know if you've played it yet, Mel. It's an amazing game, but no, um, keep asking people, and I keep getting conflicting answers on whether no. I played it or not. I love it. I really do. And you can pick your character and either be a man or a woman. Um, and, you know, it basically, it, it's very political if you get into the, like, the actual message of the game. And they take a couple shots at, you know, our former president. Um, yeah. But <laughs> it, it's, it's basically a dictatorship. You know, you're fighting a dictatorship. And um, the people that you play are both are people of color, which is amazing. 
It's absolutely amazing. I, I mean, when I saw that, I was so freaking stoked because 90% of the time in those games, you're, if you're playing as a, a female character that you don't, don't design yourself, you're playing as a white female character. And it's time, for, it's time to be inclusive for everybody else because there's right. everybody else in the world. I mean, if I have to play one more game where I play some white American dude in a foreign country, I start to count. <laughs> I'm looking at you, freaking Dying Light, even though I love that game, but... Geez. Oh my god. Um, I can't play Dying Light because I get freaked out. <laughs> the zombies scary, start going, ooh, and I'm like, no, run, run, run. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm such a wussy. Um, no, but you're right. I mean, if I have to play one more game where my female character has to wear nothing but, you know, a, a freaking chainmail thong, I'm going to start flipping tables. Yeah, I always uh, find it hilarious um, in games that have a lot of uh, outfit cosmetics to take mm -hmm. the same outfit with a friend of mine who's playing a male character and I'm playing a female character to just see how the same exact outfit looks on the two different sex models. Right. It is... <laughs> hilarious sometimes i want to just before we end the stream give a shout out for the bioware developers because if i don't know if you know this but in dragon age inquisition we actually have it's not a playable character but we actually have an npc character who is non-binary i love that and there's another one who's trans love that too so you know we just need these developers to hear this and just keep going forward with the progress because everybody should be included um but Knock off the fucking misogyny, bro. Like, please. Yeah. Just like I said earlier, just think about the women that you know in your life when exactly. you start talking about women in games or any sort of media, really. I think as like um, sensitivity training, they should like give them a picture of their mom and be like, imagine your mom dressed as Princess Leia. Okay, it's not a pretty sight. Move on from it. Are we Don't... talking about Slave Girl Leia? <laughs> yeah, in her, like, bronze bikini. Yeah. yeah, think about your mom in a bronze bikini, and if you can't handle that, don't make all the armor tit armor. As such a oh huge Star God. Wars fan, I want to defend that, but then I also know the backstory about how she hated it. Did she not hated it so it, much. And gave her an eating disorder. I'm like, I can't. I can't defend it. Sorry. Yeah. Aww. Sorry, Star Wars, I love you, but I can't. Yeah, well, rest in peace, Kiri. We love you. That's a whole other thing, like we said, we weren't going to get the game <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> Woo, I could go down that hole. There's a really good documentary on Netflix. You should watch yeah. it. I wish I could remember what it's called. But we could literally anyway. have a four-hour stream talking about that kind of stuff. We're really good. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I think that we, Mel and I are done. If Jester wants anything <laughs> to add here, it is her show. Mel and I are done. No, like I said, yeah. the, the whole. I mean, we're not, was, but we was, are. You know, let you guys take it over. I, I again, did not want to be like mansplaining. Like, listen here, girls, this is what misogyny is all about. And no, you guys I appreciate that. Leave. Um, <laughs> so housekeeping stuff. Um, well, you know what? Let's do since he's in the chat right now. Let's do shoutouts. We are a new show, but we have two patreons. One of whom, Woo! Mr. Kyle Keir, is AMT seven three seven here in chat. So. Woo woo to um to Kyle and Mr. Firebrand, which anyone who is an extra lifer probably knows because he's probably giving you money. The man just like throws his money to everyone. He's a beautiful, beautiful person. We love Firebrand. Well, thank you so much for the being a patron, even though this is not my show and I'm only, you know, a semi-permanent co-host. Thank you. <laughs> I guess, but thank you too. Yeah, um, I think yeah. he was more excited. And just um, you know, we... oh go ahead. Sorry. No, no go, go ahead. ahead. 
Well, I'm just wrapping up stuff, so if you have a point to make, you should make it. No, I just I just was going to say, normally at the end, we usually talk about, you know, what we're doing and oh, yeah, uh, introduce, like, Nephemel and stuff like that, even though she's been talking the whole time with me, I, or I've I been was, talking over her the whole time, whichever. I was sorry, go ahead. Sorry, this. sorry, 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 Here, sorry. Let's do that first so that you're cool. So, Mom yeah, Lulu, cool. if you want to tell us where we can find you. Um, hardly anywhere anymore other than this show, but when I do get back into streaming, you're going to find me at twitch.tv forward slash momthulu because that's my screen name um i am going to be joining I'm, I'm already joined the team but i'm going to be helping ashes fall with her campaign against fuck cancer and i'm looking forward to doing some stuff for um the the one charity that mel really is uh is really for which is one up on cancer i just haven't been able to really line up my uh my schedule with their schedule but things are changing so i'm looking forward to helping them do some streams in the future whenever that comes out and the fuck cancer stream so when i do get back into streaming that's where you'll see me is on twitch.tv slash mom and the optimist definitely you uh well i guess uh you can find me over on my channel i stream well not tonight because i'm here tonight but usually sundays and then tuesday wednesday thursday over on my channel which is obviously twitch.tv slash Nephemel, I'll post a uh, hi in chat here so you can see how that's spelled, because <laughs> it's not an F, it's a PH. Uh, but yeah, I uh, what I do is I full-time raised money for a charity called Stack Up, which is an awesome charity. I'm very passionate about mental health, and what they do is they raise money for active duty and veteran members of the armed forces to give them mental health care, PTSD treatment, suicide prevention, supply drops... All kinds of amazing things, but like Mom Thulu said, I also do work with One Up on Cancer. I've been doing their events for years, so hopefully next month we'll have more on. The, hopefully sooner than next month, because it's the weekend before Christmas is when they're doing their Winter Wishes event. So hopefully they can get us some info, because you know family's gonna want to do stuff. But whatever, yeah, I just am a laid back person who sucks at video games and streams for charity. So whatever. Now. Not just raises money for Stack Up, but you're on their stream team now, are you not? Oh yeah, I am actually uh, officially oh. on their stream team for a couple of weeks, few weeks now. I actually didn't I don't know, know but that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm still like on a probationary period, so you won't see the Stack Up stream team under my name yet. But yeah, I've been doing. <laughs> I stream over there on Tuesday nights. Uh, I do about half on my channel, and then we raid over into the Stack Up channel where we just hang out. It's cool because the whole point of that team is to just give people a safe place to hang out and relax and, you know, stack get their minds straight. I, so. I tried to get a local stack here in Pensacola and, it, and I could never get anyone involved, which made me sad. But, um, yeah, I, Stack Up's a great group. Their stop program is amazing. You yeah, and that's open to civilians, too. So if you ever need some peer-to-peer -peer counseling completely free... Definitely go check out Stack Up's Overwatch program. It's a really important program. I actually saw some numbers on that. They saved, literally saved nine lives the last quarter. So uh, that's amazing. Very cool that they were able to keep those people from taking their own lives and give them you know, a safe space to hang out. So it's cool to get to see actual numbers on, you know, people getting helped. Being very, a part of that. So. Yes, very cool. Love uh, that. We are going to wrap up. You can find us here, obviously, every Sunday night. Most most Sunday nights. Because the next thing I'm going to tell you is that I'm not going to be on next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, right here on this channel is where we usually record. Um, YouTube, you can find us with the Jester's Court as well as Patreon. And 
actually, as of this week, I'm excited to announce we actually are officially a podcast as I have the episodes uploaded. I know for a fact they're available on um, Apple and Spotify. I'm not sure where the process is of the rest of them getting reviewed out, but um, if you search for the Jester's Court, you will find all four of our previous episodes. Um, as I mentioned a second ago, next week I'm not going to be on because I'm going to be doing Good for Gaming's One of a Cancer Marathon. And my time slot is not Sunday night, so that's what I'll be doing next week. Um, the week following, we will be doing Fallout 76, which was what I uh. originally was going to ask Miss Nefamel to, to participate in. And I'm going to just wrangle Momthulu into not being too no, nasty about no, it. No, 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 not Momthulu. No, no, we, we're, we're here to, to break down toxic fandoms, not invite the toxic fandom to be <laughs> on the stream with you. I hated Fallout 76. I'm sorry. I didn't like it. So, I love it. Maybe I'll just be back in a couple weeks then. <laughs> I'm not the best candidate for this co-host job. <laughs> um, and be I, before I end the stream, I want to make sure that Femel sees that um, AMT is trying to get your donation links. So I, yeah, I, she's she's I, already I, seen I it. Yeah. Okay. I just I, before I kill the stream and it goes away, I want to make sure that. Um, <laughs> thank you guys all for hanging out. Um, this will be on Patreon. As actually, Mel is the one to point it out, not tomorrow morning because I have to wait 24 hours. So tomorrow night, this will be on Patreon. And then next week, it will be on the YouTube channel and all of the um, podcasts that um, it uploads to. Thank you guys all for hanging out. Thanks and for thank you me. for coming with us, Mel. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me.